Welcome back to the War Report Podcast. This is episode three. This podcast is by the people, for the people, of the people. And uh, we got a lot to talk about this podcast, man. We're going <laughs> to we're going to dive into government tracking. You are being tracked regardless. You are being tracked in ways you might not even understand. But we're going to dive into a few of them from period apps to weather apps to even Coinbase. You know, from there, we're going to expose big tech censorship. Like, because, listen, big tech is not, they're not what they used to be. We, we thought social media and these tech companies would be a beacon for expression. But as with all corporations that grow into monsters, they act just like government and censor you. We're going to get into algorithms because they run your life. Yes, you heard me right. Algorithms run your life now. The problem with algorithms is they're at the mercy of the data fed to them. And when you have racial bias being fed to the algorithms, then they're going to perform racially with a racial bias. So we're going to get into all of that today in the the War Report podcast. Now, uh, it's (laughs) government tracking, government tracking, man. Listen, the, the number one period app, Stardust, and others, uh, Ovia, said they will hand over your data if they are asked to do so by the government. Imagine that. Imagine that. Imagine Roe versus Wade Pat, uh, just got struck down, and now the apps that you thought, you thought they was on your side. You thought you had a friend. Yeah, you don't. You don't. These same apps is going to go against your trust and uh, hand over that data to government. So if you're in a state where, you know, abortion is illegal, your period app can inform government, you know, in your state (laughs) <laughs> that you are pregnant. So if you are pregnant and then you leave the state and then you come back not pregnant, you know, they, they can they can see that you had an abortion. This is this is disgusting. This is disgusting. And this is your reality. You know, we 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 we, we thought a dystopian future. We read about it. In 1985, we, we, we read about the dystopian future, but now you are living in it. You're living in that future now. We got a couple articles, and uh, we're going to get into it. We're going to get into that. So this is an article by Vice. It says, the number one period tracker app store uh, on the App Store will hand over data without a warrant. Without a warrant. <laughs> Stardust, 
an astrology-focused menstrual tracking app that launched on the App Store last year, is one of Apple's top three most downloaded free apps right now. From sometime around Sunday evening until mid-Monday morning, it hit the number one spot. So it's, 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 it, you could say it's very popular. Uh, it's also one of the very few apps that has put into writing that it will voluntarily, even <laughs> without even being legally required to, comply with law enforcement if asked to share your user data. Now you you thought uh <laughs> you thought you had trust. Listen, delete those apps, man. Delete those apps because as the theme of this episode is showing you, you are being tracked in one way or another. It goes on to say after the fall of Roe on Friday, ending the constitutional right to abortion and making abortion illegal in more than a dozen states. Many people use Twitter to urge others to delete their period tracking apps for privacy and for security reasons. A widely shared concern is that law enforcement can use this personal data created in apps against people who sought or gotten abortions illegally. Despite this, more people are downloading Stardust, which combines astrology with your menstrual cycle tracking. Right now, (laughs) some of the most downloaded apps in history. So right now, this app is one of the most downloaded apps in history because it it blends two things that are very popular with women. Obviously, tracking their menstrual cycle and astrology. <laughs> this is this is crazy. Uh, Stardust was ranking above hugely popular apps, including TikTok, YouTube, and Instagram. Man, just just think of how many people download this app. And now all of their user data will be given to law enforcement and used against them. Used against them. The the, the distrust here is it's incredible. It's incredible. We go listen. That's the Stardust app. Uh, obviously, ladies, you know about it. Fellas, if you don't, and you have a lady, uh, ask her about it. Talk to her. Let delete it. They're tracking you clearly. Clearly. Another app is a, uh, I think it's Avia, right? O V I A. It's the same type of app, uh, you know, period or ovulation tracking. And uh, they will give all of your data to law enforcement. <laughs> so they put out a statement. Because of the concern and the statement, listen, they don't they don't care. Their statement says we're going to give it up. <laughs> listen, it says, how does Avia respond to data requests? Like any other company, Avia may receive requests for account records from government, including law enforcement. Listen, 
if it's one thing you got to understand, if it's one thing you got to understand, law enforcement is your ops. They're your opposition. They have always been your enemy. Just just think, just use your brain for a second. With every single social justice movement, civil rights, feminism, anything, any movement, right? Law enforcement has been on the wrong side every single time. That's who you were always fighting against. That's who was beating you up and fire hosing you. It's always law enforcement. They are your enemy. They are there to stop you. They work for government and for corporations. Their job, their job, listen, it ain't to keep order. It's to stop rebellion. That's their job. And when there is no rebellion, they'll just generate money through tickets and all this nonsense. But they are your ops. But let's not get off too t- off, off topic. Off topic. We'll we'll save that for another episode. Let's get back to uh, Avia and how it responds. It says, if government, law enforcement, or any civil litigant wants copy of any data held by Avia. They must provide Avia with a valid and legally binding request, meaning a subpoena or court order, specifying the data sort. If Avia receives such a request, review it carefully before we respond. To obtain data, the request must include identifying information that matches the information we have for that user, and we must be able to confirm that the request is for such user before we provide any information. Avia will not provide data beyond the scope of the valid request. When possible, we will take responsible steps to limit the scope of data provided. It says, if we receive a request for your data, Avia will provide notice to the account owner by sending them an email to the email address filed on your account. This is a bunch of hogwash. They're responding to the backlash because they will absolutely give you data. You know what I'm saying? Like if law enforcement comes to them and say, we need data on such and such. They will get they will give it up. (laughs) First off, for law enforcement to come, there has to be some sort of problem. So either this person did something illegally. If they did something illegally, they can easily get a request or a subpoena. And there you go. There goes your data, right, right, right out the window, right out the window, and that's and, that, and that's <laughs> this is listen. These are your period tracking apps. This is a period. Like, can you believe it? <laughs> Even your period tracking app isn't safe. Come on, man. Come on now. Hey, you know what else isn't safe? Your weather app. Especially if you're in Canada. Canada's government tracks citizens through a federal weather app. Now, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. I believe it was in uh, Colombia. The White House created an app. (laughs) And uh, they used that app to track people in Colombia for a rebellion that was happening. They wanted to, you know, encourage rebellion. 
They did the same thing in Egypt. They did the same thing in Egypt to have that uh that uh that rebellion happen in uh in Egypt. I forget the name of the spot, but in any case, they're known to do this. Now Canada got caught doing it with a weather app. <laughs> and remember, you didn't know your data was being sent to government. This is a weather app. Is it raining today? How, is it cloudy? Is it, is, it, is it hailing? You didn't think this is tracking your every move, tracking you. Instead of, it's supposed to track the weather, but it was tracking you. Let, let's, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Canada's Department of Environment's weather app tracked locations of its 715,000 users. The department claims the data collected is protected under the Privacy Act. Though an inquiry, it was revealed, like through through inquiry, it was revealed that the Department of Environment and Climate Change Weather Can app, meaning Weather Canada, collected location data as well as other personal information like email addresses. <laughs> why is why is your weather app tracking you? The app launched in 2019. Just 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 to be clear, the start of uh, the the pandemic, and this is not a coincidence. It started at that time. This is more of the overreach of government that we've been seeing that's been trending since the pandemic. Because remember, they're opportunists. The app launched in 2019. It gives its user hourly weather forecasts and also provides tornado alerts, blizzard warnings and other weather updates. It came at a time when experts allege that climate change is causing more extreme variations in weather. That is why the government of Canada has developed an app to keep Canadians safe. <laughs> Just think of what's being said in between the lines. So if it's picking up location data from you every hour, so every hour, this app is being updated and tracking where you are. <laughs> Come on, man. Like, you can't even trust a weather, a simple weather app. <laughs> it tried, look, they try to defend themselves. It says, defending itself on location tracking, the Department of Environment said all personal information created, held, or collected via the app is protected under the Privacy Act. The current location function on the app enables the app to provide weather information based on GPS. <laughs> now, understand, understand, generally, before the pandemic, your weather app didn't track you and report your location data to the government. Just understand that. Just understand that, yeah, it, it, it was able to use GPS to see what the weather is in whatever area you are in. That's all. It didn't track you. It tracked the weather in that area, right? Like, through, through global satellite positioning, 
it would track like, oh, the weather in this area is such and such. Not track you where you are and then send the information of where you are to the government. Like now the app is tracking you. It's not tracking the weather. You're being tracked. You're being tracked. It's not safe anymore. (laughs) Just understand, like, these are apps that we, that's being caught tracking you. These apps that we know about that are tracking you. You understand? Like, there are apps that haven't been caught yet. The information that will come out later, oh, oops, we sent your information to the government. Now, you have to understand, like, you think of someone like Edward Snowden, who was an analyst who, who blew the whistle on Project Prism, where the government is, you know, tracking everybody, collecting mass data on everybody. Well, guess what? Clearly, Project Prism is still happening, right? There was never a thing where it said we have to stop this. We just, we just, someone just blew the whistle on it. It didn't end. And now (laughs) they're adding more and more data. Like you have to understand that they're adding your location data, you're tracking from all your apps. They can understand when you're depressed, this and that, like, You have to really sit back and think, how much information am I giving to these applications? If I have a therapy app, right? I'm I'm, I'm telling the app my state of mind. Think of that data going to government. Now think of that data being added to your location, added to what you bought from your your, 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 your your shopping app. All these things put together paint a scary, scary picture for the future. Like this used to be a prediction. It used to be something, it was like a talking piece, you know? Hey, what if, you know, what if in the future it, it was like this? What if... You know, we read these uh, we read these books speaking about this. It's here now. It's here now. Like though technology is supposed to be a beacon of freedom, it's almost as though we fail to realize that we were never free in this system that the technology is being built from. So then the technology will succumb to the same <laughs> restraints to the to the straight the same power structure that you are you know that that, that you succumb to that you that is forced upon you your weather app is tracking you your period app is tracking you your social media is tracking you you, you listen <laughs> Your food apps are tracking you. Do you know where that data is going? Have you read the thousand page user agreement? No, you haven't. You haven't. They're all tracking you. 
the issue is here's the fight the fight is who gets the data so we know big tech is getting data because that's they're creating apps but you know who wants the data government they want it they want it and they're going to keep pushing for it so much so that they started making their own apps as we see in canada Let's 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 keep let's keep going. Let's keep going. Canada during the pandemic created an app called Arrive Can. Right? It's it's an app introduced during the pandemic for COVID, you know, for people who are entering the country. You know? It keeps records so that uh you know someone we have a monitor who coming in and out, it would have helped to see, you know. To, 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 to limit the spread of COVID. So this is why it was created. This is why it was created, right? Simple enough, right? Well, guess what? Pandemic is over. And Canada's like, you know what? We're keeping the app. We're keeping it. Even though it was created for this specific thing, you know what? And we said, you know, we're not going to keep this. We're keeping it. You gave the inch and you can never get it back now you gave the inch we took them out and we don't go backwards government's like a rhino they don't listen once they take that 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 inch they take that mile from you they don't back up so canada's arrive app (laughs) introduced for covid could be permanent government suggests in an un- unsurprising turn of events, comments made by Public Safety Minister Marco what is that? Mendizo suggested that Arrive Can, the Canada Arrive app, a controversial app required at its points of entry to Canada, could become permanent. Some changes made on its website and app also suggest the same. Speaking at an event earlier, he said that the app has the potential for other uses. <laughs> uh, listen, who, 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 predi- who could have predicted that? Who could have known? Of course, the app has other usage. Of course, that's the whole point. That's the whole point. You gave it to them. You gave them the space to expand and they took it. And they took it. ArriveCan was originally created for COVID-19 but it has technological capacity beyond that to shrink the amount of time it requires getting screened at the border. So this is them trying to pitch it, saying, listen, it'll be quicker to get to the border if you put this tracking app on your phone. (laughs) Now, if their weather app is tracking you, of course this app is tracking you. Say you go, so, so everyone coming in or leaving Canada will be tracked by the Canadian government. Think about that. You've left that country and you're still being tracked. They want to know where you went after that. Who'd you visit? What state did you go to? What country did you go to? Who'd you meet? And so on and so forth. The app is mandatory to enter Canada. Foreigners 
who refuse to use it or encounter problems while using it may be refused entry. While Canadians and permanent residents may face mandatory quarantines, additional delays at the border, even fines. Even fines. This is this is how far we've come. This is how far we've come. You have to understand, like you probably think I'm not in Canada. Listen, your government is doing it too. Your government is doing it too. Whether you're in the US, whether you're in Canada, whether you're in the EU, your government's doing it too. All right? <laughs> you bow. You bow at the foot of government. One way or another it seems. <laughs> Speaking of the EU, <laughs> Three million plus innocent private chats could be handed over to investigators on the new EU plans. Can you believe that? Of course you can. Of course you can. Because this is this is this is the new push for government. It's an old push. They always wanted to notice information, but now they have ways of getting it. And they, they use that pandemic, they use as always, use fear. They use fear to lull you into allowing them. And now, wouldn't you know it? <laughs> wouldn't you know it? They're going to keep tracking you. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's over. It don't matter if no one gets sick. Now you live in this world. <laughs> Let's continue. The EU ignores... Concerns about its mass chat surveillance, AI ensnaring millions of innocent users. So they have an artificial intelligence that just monitors chats. And remember, they're not saying this stuff like this stuff is this stuff is being leaked. Right. So this is a leaked document from the European Commission, the executive branch of the European Union has revealed that the artificial intelligence it plans to use to mass surveil private chats, which, which is an oxymoron, right? It's a private chat, but it's massive. For grooming content is expected to falsely flag content and forward it to EU investigators 10% of the time. So just, just think of this. They've built in their algorithm of their AI to falsely flag content 10% of the time. <laughs> they built in the mistake so they can, so they can get into your private chats. That's <laughs> ridiculous. This is leaked. It says this proposed mass surveillance of online chats have been dubbed Chat control is being pushed by the EC, which is the uh, the European Commission, uh, as a way to combat child sexual abuse material or uh, C-spam, C-SAM. However, in a leaked document that was obtained and published by Nets Politics, the EC admitted 
that its proposed surveillance measures would result in a large amount of false flags. So let's let, let, let's break down what's happening here under the guise under the guise of child sexual abuse. Basically, the EU is having mass surveillance and they always do this, by the way. Government always do this. They use a fringe subject. They try to find a subject that you can't say no to, right? To infringe on all your rights, all your freedoms, right? So they're going to say, hey, we're going we're gonna to look for child predators. Who don't want us to find child predators, right? When in reality, they just want to scan all your, all your chat messages. That's it. They don't care about child predators abuse <laughs> you can tell by all the missing children they don't care about child abuse they use fringe matters for mass surveillance uh, surveillance and they always do this they always do this it says the accuracy of grooming detection technology is around 90% this is what they're saying 90% the EC admitted in the document, this means that nine out of 10 contents recognized by the system are grooming. The leaked document contains the EC's answers to a series of questions from the German government about the implementation of chat control. Under the current chat control plans, private chats, messages, and emails will automatically be scanned by AI for suspicious content. If the AI detects suspicious content, first off, quote, unquote, suspicious. That is a very, that's a very loose term because it's all about how, what you think is suspicious. Do you understand? Like suspicious is a nuanced term. It's a feeling that someone has. It, it's, not, it's not a term that should be used for AI to mass surveil everyone because ultimately you could think everything's suspicious because it's a blanket term. It's a blanket term. It says, if the AI detects suspicious content, it will be flagged and sent to investigators at a planned EU center. So they got a whole center for this. The, these investigators, and who are they, will view the content, identify false positives, which, which shows that it's, they already know it's, not, <laughs> it's going to be ineffective, false positives, and forward legal content, forward illegal content, pardon me, to the EU law enforcement agency, Europol, and other relevant law enforcement authorities. While law enforcement agencies don't have direct access to content that is flagged and sent to this planned EU center, the leaked document describes Europol as one of the most important partners for the center and adds that close cooperation is essential. Additionally, the document notes that it's important that Europol 
receives all reports from the center. <laughs> this is, come on, man. So let, let, let's review. They're tracking you through your period apps and weather apps and travel apps. They're scanning through all of your emails and private chats online. <laughs> There's mass data mining happening to you being forwarded, if not directly, by government. You are being tracked. It doesn't matter if you're doing something right or wrong. As they said themselves, there's false positives. <laughs> they even, listen, they even implemented a mistake in the algorithm. 10%. <laughs> Come on, man. This is, <laughs> this is disgusting. A German member of the European Parliament, Patrick Breyer, warned that based on this 10% error rate, it's likely that more than 3 million chats and photos will be wrongly disclosed to EU investigators each year. Each year. He added that EC's anticipated error rate is also likely too low, meaning you just saying it's 10%. That's you lowballing. It's going to be more. Imagine that. In languages other than English, there will be far more errors. According to Swiss Federal Police, up to, get this, 86% of their machine reports to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children are criminally irrelevant. 86%. That's damn near all. This practice would mean that millions and millions of private messages and chats containing legal content, such as someone's photo of their children or grandchildren at the beach or their private chats with friends and family, would be sent and reviewed by EU investigators because they were flagged by chat control AI. Not only did EC acknowledge that its proposed surveillance system would have a 10% error rate, but it also noted that the encryption falls under the scope of chat control and that companies will be required to use technology to comply with its requirements. It appears to be reference to client-side scanning technology, which essentially breaks end-to-end encryption and chat apps by scanning the content messages before they before they're encrypted. And that's what it's all about, people. That's what it's all about. That's what they've been trying to do the entire time. Find a way to get past end-to-end encryption. That's what they've been trying to do this whole time. That is the goal. Because there are some apps <laughs> that the way they're encrypted, government, they can't get your shit. They can't get your shit. So now that this is them, this is, this is government pushing back. This is them getting creative. This is them problem solving. They are trying to find a way 
to get around end-to-end encryption. (laughs) They want to scan it before it's encrypted, meaning they're going to require these apps to be a part of their program to whereas it's going to scan it before it even goes through the app. Like, (laughs) it's ridiculous. Think about that. Think about that. Think about that. You open up a, a picture app to take a picture. And when you take the picture, that picture is sent to the government before it's even ran through the app that you're going to use. You know, you'll use the app to change the filter and make it brighter and blah. The raw data and the raw picture was already sent to the government before before the app even got to use it. That's disgusting. That's disgusting. And that's what we're dealing with. That's what we're dealing with on all fronts. You're just being, just being you, you tracked on all fronts. <laughs> Chat control AI. Chat control AI. Come, like, come on, man. Come on. You can't even talk to each other without, uh, <laughs> well, the government. I, they want to see. I want to butt in. What are they talking about? What's happening here? I want to see it. (laughs) It's truly, truly disgusting. It's truly disgusting. Come on, man. What else is what else is tracking you? (laughs) What else is tracking you? You know, you think uh, you think the blockchain is is wonderful, huh? It's a great uh, technology. It's freeing. Oh, it's supposed to be. But these companies that you use to even get on the blockchain. What if I told you that? What if I told you they're tracking you? Hmm. Hmm. What if I told you that Coinbase, one of the most popular, (laughs) what if I told you that they not only are tracking you, hell, they're sending your data to ICE, (laughs) immigration, because migrants and refugees, they use cryptocurrency right? It's easier. It's easier if you're going from one country to another to use cryptocurrency. One, this way you're not paying some crazy exchange rate and you're not paying money to get money changed over. Also, you listen, you, you might be doing this not so legally. You might be traveling not so legally, meaning, you know, you, you're a legal immigrant. It's hard for you to go into a bank and show the ID that you don't have. To change the money to the account that you don't have. So cryptocurrency was a freedom. It was a freedom. You know? Until we found out that it wasn't. That companies like Coinbase selling your data to ICE to have you 
your family members, your loved ones, whoever, captured essentially, <laughs> deported or sent away somewhere. You know how much you know how much power ICE has. It seems no one's watching them. But let's get let's get into it. Let's get into it. Coinbase reportedly shares data to ICE. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase is allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> selling user data obtained through its analytics program, Coinbase Tracer, to the Immigrations and Customs Enforcement, ICE. The data includes historical geo-tracking data, as well as transactional history, according to a contract obtained by tech inquiry. So <laughs> this tech inquiry went through some of the contracts. You know, that's that, that's how cryptocurrency works sometimes. And seen where this data was going. And, and to their surprise, this data was being reported to ICE. It says the contract confirmed the details about the deals between Coinbase and ICE in recent times. The contract obtained by Tech Inquiry was signed last September and is worth a maximum of $1.3 million. The exchange signed a smaller contract with ICE for $29,000. The exchange also signed two deals with the Secret Service to provide licenses to Coinbase Tracer. <laughs> they folded for money. They got a taste of it with that 29000 Ice apparently liked what they saw and went back and gave them $1.3 million for your data. They folded. Now, the exchange is already making ridiculous amount of money from every transaction that's happening and how they have to keep exchanging it. You know, it cost gas fees or whatever. But no, no, they still took that ice money. <laughs> and then <laughs> they did deals with the Secret Service. They realized, hey, there is money in just selling your data. The Secret Service. The Secret Service. You're probably thinking, like, why would the Secret Service need ice, need information from a, a crypto exchange, right? They're supposed to protect the presidency. But what you don't realize is the Secret Service job was to uh, to stop forgeries, right? That's 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 also their job. Their jo- uh, for, for uh, money fraud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's also their job. So if someone come with a fake bill, that's also the Secret Service's job. Now, wouldn't it be odd if the Secret Service is now dipping their finger into a new, a new job? <laughs> you know, the problem, forgery ain't as big as a problem as it was. You know what is a problem? Everybody getting rich off uh, cryptocurrency. That's the big problem. To them. So <laughs> the Secret Service got the license from Coinbase Tracer. So they are, they're getting your info too. 
they're tracking you too. They're tracking your money. You put your money in cryptocurrency because you believed that it was safer, that it wasn't as traceable. Unbeknownst to you, the crypto exchange you knew and loved and trust sold you out. <laughs> Listen, at this point, you're less tracked with regular bills than with crypto, especially through these exchanges. Especially through these exchanges. Maybe if you have a hard digital wallet, fine. But that's not most people. That's not most people. During this whole boom of COVID and pandemic, everyone jumping on to uh, cryptocurrency, you know, they took the least the route of least resistance. You know, they wasn't setting up personal servers and this is the normal man. They went to an exchange, they set up an account and they start changing it, their money over. Come on, man. Come on, man. You are being tracked. You are being tracked. Coinbase sold you out. (laughs) They sold you out. All these references, obviously, can be found in the description. They sold you out, man. You thought... You can trust these companies, these apps. You thought these were freedoms. But in reality, all of these corporations, they're just trying to get big enough to sell your data and make money. That's it. They don't care about your freedoms at all. They are the enemy. (laughs) They are the enemy. Listen, we're going to take a a brief, a brief intermission and then we're going to get into these big tech companies. We're going to get into big tech censorship. I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how they are the opposite of freedom. You think you can say whatever you want. You can't. You can't. And they all have been infiltrated by government. So let's take a brief break. And we'll be back. All right, we're back from a very, very brief intermission. And uh, yeah, man, we're going to get into big tech censorship and algorithms. So let's uh let's dive right into it, shall we? <laughs> Facebook, you know, one of the one of the biggest, one of the, you know, from the big three, Facebook. Now we've we've all been Facebook, we've all been in Facebook jail, right? We all said something spicy, made a curse someone out, or whatever the case may be, and Facebook instantly came in and said, you know, you can't post for a week, right? We're gonna silence you. You know, we're gonna we're gonna teach you through uh, this process of you not being able to communicate with friends and family. You know, the, the the point of Facebook that they say it is, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take it away from you for for just a week. 
just a week so you so you learn how to behave on here right we've all been facebook banned we all been in facebook jail you know if you said something real spicy you might get 30 days 30 days you can't see you can't speak to those friends and family through the through facebook anymore well that's just the beginning we're learning that facebook are banning people for other reasons, right? So in the wake of the striking down of Roe versus Wade, Facebook has been banning people who say they would mail abortion pills, right? They'll send abortion pills through the mail. Facebook has been banning people. And we're going to we're going to get right into this. This story is come on. This story is spicy, man. This story is spicy. It says, Facebook is removing the posts of users who share status updates that say abortion pills can be mailed. In some cases, temporarily banning those users. When exactly Facebook started removing these and similar posts is unclear. But, uh, you know, Motherboard, their news agency, uh, they confirmed Facebook removed such posts. On the same day that the Supreme Court overturned Roe versus Wade. Now, let's we, we got to talk about this, right? We got to talk about functionality for a bit, right? These posts, remember, there's an algorithm that's you know insta banning these posts, and how like algorithms have to be programmed. Right, so that so that means that someone at Facebook, I don't want to say someone because that that makes it seem like it's some mistake. How about that? Facebook? As soon as Roe versus Wade was struck down officially, they programmed the algorithm <laughs> to ban people and censor people who speak about how one can get contraceptions. You know, to their state, if it's uh, if abortion is illegal, right? It has to be programmed in. Like they did this the same day, the same day. So even though Facebook tries to make itself on the outside seem like a progressive and and liberal company, they are an evil corporation just like the rest. Just like the rest. The difference is they fooled you. They got you. You believed them. You thought because he wears wearing hoodies and they're not dressed in suits, you think they're different. They're no different. They're no different. And they go where the money goes. See, what Facebook don't want, Facebook doesn't want that government drama. Facebook doesn't want the U.S. government to say, hey, you can't operate in this country. You understand? Facebook doesn't want that. Facebook will go with whatever government says because that is how they're making their money. As long as they can keep operating and stealing all your data and selling it to third parties and tracking all your data 
and, and feeding its machine learning algorithms so that it can advertise to you better. They, however, they can continue doing that is what they're going to do. And if that takes, you know, banning people who essentially goes against what the government just struck down, then they'll do that. Then they'll do that. <laughs> Listen, a, 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 a user put up, I will mail abortion pills to any one of you. Just message me. Right. They wrote this and was later banned, just banned from Facebook. This person told Motherboard in the email, I posted it at 11 a.m. and was notified within a minute that it was removed. I was not notified until I tried to post later that I was banned for it. <laughs> so Facebook told him, hey, a minute after he posted, we're going to remove this post. Fine. That's fine. This He tried to go on Facebook later on that day, found out he don't have an account with Facebook anymore. They banned him. They banned him. Ban him for one post. And, you know, I think we're getting too comfortable with the term ban, right? Because, it, it, you know, it has a connotation as though you've done something wrong, you know? What we should say is censored him, silenced them. That's what they did. They silenced them. You know, they, they, we're in a space now where social media is so powerful. You damn near, I mean, your jobs is checking your social media, you know, employers are checking social media like it is essential. It gets news out faster than any news network uh, to whereas every news network has social media. So to be banned from social media, you have to understand that is you are being censored on the world's stage on the world's stage censored. You don't have a voice no more. And that's what these companies do. <laughs> that's what these companies do. Listen, to corroborate this activity, <laughs> Motherboard basically went undercover, right? So they attempted to post the phrase, abortion pills can be mailed on Facebook using the burner account. The post was flagged within seconds as violating the site's community standards. Specifically, the rules against buying and selling or exchanging medical or non-medical drugs. The reporter was given the option to disagree with the decision or agree with it. After they chose to disagree, the post was removed. Motherboard was able to post phrases, painkillers can be mailed. <laughs> Pills and abortion without issue. Motherboard posted abortion pills can be mailed a second time and was flagged for removal. And this time the reporter agreed with the decision. <laughs> Listen, so it actually the, the community guidelines is whatever the fuck they want them to be, really. Because if it was about buying and selling then when they said the exact same statement, but this is a social experiment, it's the exact same statement. But instead of abortion pills, it was painkillers. It was allowed to stay. It was allowed to stay. And that shows you what the algorithm was programmed to look for. This is specific. 
This is specific censoring. Like they are making themselves the arm of the government, the arm of it. <laughs> the post that Motherboy disagreed with had violated community standards and was <laughs> reinstated. A new post stating abortion pills can be mailed was instantly flagged for removal. However, the reporter agreed to the decision. After this, the reporter's Facebook account was suspended for 24 hours due to posts about abortion pills. <laughs> so when you disagree with it, they, 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 they took it down. When you agree with it, they still banned you. They still banned you. Facebook's policy states to encourage safety and compliance with common legal restrictions. We prohibit Attempts by individuals, manufacturers, or retailers to purchase, sell, or trade non-medical drugs, pharmaceutical drugs, and marijuana. Facebook did not reply to a request for comment. But after the story was first published, Meta, (laughs) you know, Meta is Facebook, by the way, spokesperson Andy Stone tweeted that Facebook's policy doesn't allow users to buy, sell, trade, gift, request, or donate pharmaceuticals. Uh, Facebook incorrectly moved, removed some posts, Stone also said, and some posts were correctly removed. <laughs> Come on, man. That's, 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 that's A1 backpedaling. That's what you call backpedaling. Now, understand... This censorship is only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse. These, these, these platforms are talking to each other. You know, when you have damn near a, a monopoly on information between three platforms, they don't necessarily have to compete in the way you think. Sometimes... They just make sure they all three of us on the same page and no one else comes up. As long as all three is on the same page, they can kind of do what they want. And this this is what we're dealing with. This is this is this is the big tech censorship that we're dealing with. <laughs> Come on, man. Remember, when we talk about Facebook, we talk about Instagram also. It's the same same company. Like, come on now. Same thing. Same thing. They constantly taking down posts of uh, basically things that go against the government. Even things that was proven true later. Right? We've seen that during the pandemic. Certain ideas, questions, you know nuanced you know thought experiments flagged taken down banned you was facebook jailed silenced censored and it's only getting worse it's only getting worse like now you know <laughs> listen and it's not just facebook that's not just Make it seem like Facebook is the only one that's... No. It's not just Facebook, man. Twitter. Instagram. YouTube. 
YouTube will ban your whole page, man. <laughs> Take down your whole page. To whereas you can't even, you know, make a living. We got to push back on this. You know, they did. They, they. Listen, the founding fathers, they didn't think about social media. No one did. And really, social media is an experiment. Social media is an experiment. We are watching, you know, 15-year experiment play out. And uh, it's not looking good for us. It's not looking good for us. Like, <laughs> that was just Facebook censoring people talking about abortion pills after the government just struck down Roe versus Wade. That's a perfect example of the big tech companies being an arm of the government, right? Censoring what it wants censored. You know what? Let's see what Twitter is doing, because Twitter is doing the same thing, the same thing. They, these companies are all arms of the government. You know, and remember, it's not it don't have to be a crazy conspiracy. It's opportunist. These these big tech platforms want to continue making their money so they'll do what the government asks them to do. So let's get into this. Twitter removes hundreds of accounts that is critical to NATO. Right? We all we all know NATO. <laughs> and how it's been expanding. Everyone's not everyone don't like that. You know, they're going against what they what their own policies in the 90s. And you know, people take the social media, take the Twitter to voice their opinion. To voice their opinion, man. To express themselves, how they how they feel. Like you got you got to understand how crazy this censorship thing is. These are people just saying how they feel, what they think. It's not like they're it's not like they're forcing anyone else to think it or anything. Hey, I feel this. And it's being censored. It's being silenced. <laughs> so we'll get into this article. It says Twitter removes hundreds of accounts. It says are linked to Iran, Russia, and Armenia. Now, first of all, who cares? Who ca- like isn't Twitter global? <laughs> let's, let's let's be honest here. Don't Iranians, Russians, and Armenians have voices too? Maybe their view might not be the same view of this large empire. Who's to say they can't speak their opinion? They can't tell you how they feel, what they think of this. <laughs> Twitter, that's who. That's who says it. Twitter said on Tuesday it had taken down 373 accounts, which it said, because we don't know, had ties to Russia. Armenia and Iran. <laughs> the company said it took down 238 counts operating from Iran for various violations of its policies. You know, more bullshit. Twitter said 100 accounts with Russian ties were removed for amplifying narratives that undermined faith in NATO and targeted the United States and the European Union. Now, why is that a problem? Why is that a problem? Like, everyone's not going to have faith in NATO 
or the United States or the European Union. Basically, when you say NATO, the European Union and the United States, you're saying the same thing three different ways. <laughs> just just a just a little jab in there. You're saying the same it's the same empire moving. This is this is disgusting. Russia's foreign ministry spokeswoman Maria Zalkov said that Moscow planned to look into grounds for Twitter blocking the accounts. Uh, TSS news agency reporter. That's Russian news. The TSS. T-A-S-S. That's Russian main news uh, station. Twitter also said 35 accounts with ties to Armenia were taken down. Added that they have been created to target uh, Azaraban. Azarajan. It says that 373 associated accounts across the four networks were permanent, permanently suspended from Twitter for violations of our platform manipulation policies. Like, come on, man. Come on. Listen. Just because you don't agree with the U.S. or NATO or European Union doesn't mean you shouldn't have a voice. It doesn't mean you should be silenced. And everyone needs to take this story serious. You got to take these actions serious because you could be next. You could be next. You know, the the, the United States, (laughs) this government, man, (laughs) the CIA, you know what I mean? They go around the globe causing havoc, havoc. Like, like, like weapons of mass destruction is a known lie. We know it was a lie. Everyone agrees it was a lie, right? Now, the people who who were bombed into submission, they why would they like the U.S.? I wouldn't like the U.S. either, right? I might want to get some words off my chest. So, say they start a Twitter account and start. You know, talking about their account with the United States Empire coming through their their land. Who's to say they can't voice their experiences? Twitter, that too. Facebook, that too. YouTube, that too. That's who. They censored them. And they'll censor you too. Don't think... You are so special. <laughs> Don't think you're so special that uh, it can't happen to you. You know what I mean? You're not that special. You're not that special. It just hasn't been your turn yet. Your turn. Your turn yet. You know. It hasn't happened to you yet. But once it does, who do you turn to? Then what? What happens then? What happens then? It's not like it's not like there's people working these 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 companies damn there. You ever try to get in contact with someone from Facebook? It's it's it's, it's impossible. <laughs> it's almost like there's no one there's no one at the wheel. It's all just algorithms. It's all just algorithms. All just AI. Imagine one of the largest companies on earth and you can't call anyone. 
It's no number. There's no way to complain. There's no, there's no way to have a grievance. We ban you. You can't post. You can't say nothing for 24 hours. And there's nothing you can do about it. Just that's, that's that. That don't scare you. That's not concerning. It should be. It should be. Because this is just the beginning. This is, what are we, 15 years in or some shit? This is the beginning of this social media experiment. You know what I mean? What does the next decade look like? That's the question you should be asking yourself. AI is only getting smarter. It's only becoming more sentient. Machine learning is only only getting better. And what, and what is it learning? Right? Because it, if the data you're inputting has a bias, it's going to have a bias. And now you have to deal with that. Now you have to be at the heel of this new AI <laughs> that don't like your type of people, whatever your type of people may be, whatever that may be, they don't like what you're saying. How do you deal with that? Are you ready? Are you ready to be silenced? Hmm? Are you ready to give it up? Even if you are ready, is everyone around you ready? (laughs) I think not. I think not. The world around you isn't ready. You think, listen, it's only getting worse. Listen, everything's a computer. Everything. Your refrigerator, your microwave, your your stove. It's all a computer now. Everything. And And from what we're seeing, that should be a scary thing to think of. But let's get let's get into some of this AI. Let's let's <laughs> let's dive into it because Facebook created a new AI. You know, they want to be on the forefront. And the AI they created already, already has a high propensity for racism and bias. <laughs> Listen, the companies. AI researchers say its new language model is generating toxic results that often reinforce stereotypes. Facebook and its parent company, Meta, recently released a new tool that can be used to quickly develop state-of-the-art AI, right? But according to company's researchers, the system has the same problem it's as its predecessors, it's extremely bad at avoiding results that reinforce racist and sexist stereotypes. What's happening is every time they try to create this new AI, the AI comes out racist. Would you look at that? Would you look at that? Because the internet leans racist. It leans towards racist. So if, 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 if your machine learning is coming from the internet, what is it learning? Racism. <laughs> it, 
And every time they try to create this AI, it turns out racist. It says the new system called OPT-175B is a kind of template known as a large language model, a collection of pre-trained components that are increasingly used to machine learning tools that process human language. Now, there's a couple things happening, right? If you if you haven't heard, there's a theory called the dead internet theory where we cross the threshold where more than 50% of the internet is just bots. It's the, the people, half the people you see ain't real. You know what I mean? It's all bots. And social media companies have a real interest into creating these bots because they could charge more for advertising, right? So if I'm an advertiser and I'm paying per view or per click, right? You know, Facebook has an interest in creating hella bots to view and click whatever the content is so they can extract more money from you, right? So just keep that in mind when you realize that Facebook has been creating uh, machine learning tools to process human language. Just keep that in mind. It says, more recently, natural language processing systems have been used to produce some uncannily accurate results, like the ability to generate from short text descriptions, but large language models have been repeatedly criticized for encoding biases into machine learning systems. And Facebook's model seemed to be no different or even worse than the tools that preceded it. Listen, they they want to keep creating smarter and smarter AI. And one way, there's a few ways you can do that. You can use machine learning. So you can uh, keep feeding as much data as possible to where it learns how to respond, you know, damn near human-like. And you can have AI battle AI to become, you know, smarter at a speed we can't even, you know, blink at. You know, so that's what's happening. But every time they do it, every time they do it, it comes out racist. It it, it comes out racist. And uh, that is an indication of the future. So between, think about this, between Facebook and all these social networks creating algorithms to ban you and censor you, the algorithms they're creating keep turning out to be racist. So what what does that look like for the future? It looks like certain people will be uh, censored and banned because the algorithm is racist. <laughs> the future is looking as dystopian as it ever have. The future is looking grim, people. Grim. And how 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 are we gonna fight back? How are we 
push back on this. You know, we have to find ways to project voices that are not paid by the government, that are not an arm of a corporation. And the war report is one of those voices. (laughs) As I said before, as I said before, the war report is by the people, for the people, of the people. I'm you, you are me. We have the war report. (laughs) So we have government tracking you through all of your apps. Even, Even, listen, even your money, even your cryptocurrency. In addition to that, we have big tech censoring you and creating algorithms to try to manipulate you. Meanwhile, you are a cog in the wheel, just trying to survive. Just trying to survive. You are essentially prey being gobbled up by government and corporations. This is the future that we step into this is the brave new world that we are exploring I think it's going to be a hell of a journey but we got to get together we got to we got to push back it's important to not just willfully give in and that that has been the war report Listen, the War Report podcast. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep researching these articles and bringing it to you, man. If you are listening through Anchor or Spotify, send me questions. You know, send me topics that you want me to dive into. You send me a topic, I will explore it. You can even send voice messages, and I'll put them on the show. I'll put them right here on the podcast. You know. Share, share with your friends like this, favorite, get the word out. Don't be the only one who hears this and get inspired. Share it. And until next time, by the people, for the people, of the people, War Report.